0: You're back now at the Jack
1: Yeah, what's up, people? Sorry I left you. You know waiting. It's a big old break between episodes. But man, this is our last recorded Joint. We lost somebody else, man. Last time I was Jamie Duffy, you know, it was my man Nate Dogs. Let's Let's have Nate dog ride up in on this one right here. Yeah.
0: promise baby I'll give you a call next time I'm feeling kind of honey you can come on over and i break you off and if you can't fuck that day baby just lay back and open your
1: Crazy though, man. Man, who made some of the best best hooks ever? Man, it was Nate Dogg. Man, you put him on anything, man. That smooth voice, turn the most gutter gangster stuff ever. It's like silky smooth, awesome. You know, yo, man. Some of his, some of what he's saying about what the really best things you want to really say to or about women, man. Yo i seen many females get down to an A-Dog song. not they just the same. That joint sounds so good. Come on, man. Regulate, man. Come on. That's storytelling, man. You know, ain't no fun, you know, as you heard at the beginning. Classic. Classic, you know what I'm saying? When you met last night, baby. How's was the truth, you know. Next episode, that hold up. You know, area codes With ludicrous. You know, man. That joint was fabulous. Working with Feral Marsh and Ruckus You know, so many tracks, you know, even his own joints, you know. It was funny, you know. I remember the first time I heard Sleepy Brown or you know back on uh Player playlist on outcast, I was like, oh man, South got the on they dog, you know what I'm saying he's he's the bar Singing on hip hop, you know it was just he's it, you know he was it, now he's gone. Man, twenty eleven, man. Things is things is changing. You know, pull some out of my man they dog.
0: All my real dogs still kick it with me. All my down still trickin' with me. All the true gangsters know. They ain't never love no bo. All the hood rats still shake it for me. All my true fans still checkin' for me. All the real smokers know. Ain't passing nothing but both and D Real Trees Chronically no sea When I met ya last night, baby. Before I blew your mind, blue, blue, blew
1: your mind. Sorry, man. You know I found out. Didn't even know this This year is the 20th anniversary Of Street Fighter 2 Some of you listen to this podcast is like yo Really? Street Fighter 2? It's been 20 years? Why does this matter? Yo Street Fighter 2 is important Dope things happened in 91 Low end theory happened in 91 Um, I think Nevermind came out in 91 You know I think Cross, Colors up South, 91. Um, getting close to having Bill Clinton as president. You know, a whole bunch of things. Yeah. X-Men number one.
0: <sighs> Ooh.
1: Well, some of you guys, you probably went to the comic shop and, you know, you got your X-Men number one, you read it, you know, you probably chatted up or whatever. Yo. I think I went to my first comedy shop Around that time Or whatever It was awesome, yes What was equally awesome Was going across the street to the mall Asking for 50 cents Taking said 50 cents And putting it into The Street Fighter 2 machine And engaging in combat Man yeah, I just don't know, man, how how that game is so important to my life. The eight war warriors. Rue. Ken. Tangief, E-Honda. Guile, chun Dawson. Blanca. The four bosses. Mike Bison. Balrog in the States. You know. Vega. Actually, called Battle Rock in Japan. Sagat, the boss of the original Street Fighter. And, you know, and Bison in the States, but Vega in Japan. Man, I think I ain't go see now, but I'll still remember Quarter Circle forward Punch. It's for the Hadouken. Man, that, that right there, that game. See, a lot of people don't understand. It was like arcade games get hit real big in like the late 70s, early 80s. Then it has a big crash. And, you know, games kind of came back. It wasn't really the same. You know, it's in the roles with the home console, kind of kicking Atari out. But, yo, Street Fighter 2 helped bring the arcade games back the fighting games a lot of you cats was playing your PC games you probably was playing Wolf of Style 3D you was probably shooting people and stuff whatever yo regular people play Street Fighter you know what I'm saying everything was hot grunge was hot you know what I'm saying grunge kids skate kids hip hop kids everybody play Street Fighter everybody was putting quarters in testing their metal we had to actually talk people face-to-face. Couldn't be soft. You know what I'm saying? Not like these days. they helped feed the arcane industry for years. It was Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition. Turbo. A.K.A. Hyper Fighting. Freaking Super Street Fighter. Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. That joint helped make the Super Nintendo be the Sega Genesis. s Street Fighter II first. Dag on there. It's the most accurate thing we saw to date. They had six buttons on the controller. is a new. Man. So since it has been 20 years, you should go. You know, if you got an old Super Nintendo old Genesis card, just blow it out. Put it in the system, play it. You got it on your phone, play it on your phone. You got PS3 or 360. You know what I'm saying? Go get that turbo, that hyper fighting. Or, you know, you get that Super Street Fighter 2, you know, remix. You know, you got the Wii, you go buy the old cartridges, like I think eight bucks, special console, play that joint. Relive you your memories. You know, you didn't played it once. It might not have been an arcade. You might have been in Chuck E. Cheese's. You might have been in a Chinese food place. You might have been in a laundromat. You got some Street Fighter 2 in your life. Yes, sir. Yes, sir
0: in select to make it first pick 109876 7, 8 on choosing pick the best one on 54321 select to make it first pick 109876 8. On choosing pick the best one on 54321 on select to make first pick 109876
1: Speaking of game anniversaries, guess what else? Freaking Legend of Zelda is 25 years old. And see, I have a podcast last year. I did not one for Super Mario Brothers, because you know, Secret Life is a Super Mario Brothers. Legend of Zelda, though, man, that gold cartridge, yo, that that was a game back in the day that people' parents played. You know, people talk about all the the in depth, you know, theories of 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 you know the heroic journey in Star Wars. You don't get no truer version of heroic journey than Legend of Zelda. All you know is the hero's name, you know his quest. You really, you really don't. It's a big graphical interpretation. Wasn't even that great back in the days early Nintendo. That's Hero hero, Thousand Faces, right there. Ganon, Giant Pig. It was so captivating You go to the little dungeons, you get the items, you get the hearts, you get the fairies. You talk, you're killing little beasts, you're solving the puzzles. Light world, dark world. Man. But you're Slashing the Zelda's the truth. She Miyamoto moral is a genius. You know. than is Zelda, people. than is Zelda. When you feel life, your swords so tough, it shoot out lasers, it shoot out laser swords. Come on. Spur this epic tale past and and Ocarina's and Waker's and Twilight Princesses it's all connected it's still captivating you know no matter what happens that's why they still sell consoles cause the characters they created are just as timeless as anything else just as much as how you play it you still want to play Link so they can make city villes and farm villas, But yo, Nintendo put out a system with Mario and Link on it. It's still gonna sell. No matter what Google, Steve Jobs, Sony, three you can do. But ain't none of them got none of that. That shit is timeless. So, yeah, you know, a little bit of time passed. I jumped on a couple of other podcasts, but, uh, you know, in the middle of the break. You probably think, like, what? Let me put out a new episode, but you got time to jump on the podcast. Yeah, man, people be me on this, because I me, you know. So, yeah, I did it. I talked about two flicks. They're already out. Um, you can hear my little talks about it on the Pop Culture Shock website. Um, I talked about Limitless, starring Bradley Cooper, and Paul, starring uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Both films are great. Excellent. You know? Um, well, I shouldn't say excellent. Limitless is very entertaining. It succeeds in what it's trying to do. A lot of plot holes. Some jump in the shock moments. There's moments in which you'll see, it's almost like you see a faint image of The Fonzie water skis on. Just just on the water. So he's about to jump that. Yeah. Paul is a straight up excellent great comedy. But really, think about it. How many movies have uh, Simon Peck and Nick Frost done? You can also throw space in there. And guess what? Have they failed? Nope. So they didn't fail in this one either. You know. Which is good. Overall. Good comedy. Jason Bateman's in it. Kristen Wiig is in it. Bill Hedder's in it. Seth Rogan has the voice. Limit is gonna have you thinking though. Thinking about like, yo, what if I got a pill that'll be used a hundred percent of my brain? And some of the things he was doing, he would be like, Man, I would've done some of those things sooner. I would've done this and third. Me personally, I'm getting probably military corporation. Straight up Then I want You know Give me private Intelligence corporation You know I got a 100% Y'all yeah, I'm going full Full couple commander Full couple commander people The hood and all Hood and all On the logo False You know But That's just how we do So yeah people Big love is over it's done. Our time with the Henriksen plan is in the past. I miss this show. HBO's second on my show. Man. It was a good finale. You know, some people listened. You know, test the waters, you know. It was pretty big, you know. Made some decent NY Times news, you know. NPR, you know, fresh air. You know, people didn't like, you know, I guess mean, the fourth season, or maybe even the third season, I like them both. I like when things get a little bit extra, I should say. Because it's just television, you know. Not everything can be the wire with that level of realism. Um, I'm sad to see it go. Um, I'm glad has some resolution. I'm glad things kind of worked out for Bill. You see the finale, you know what I mean by kinda um I read the New York Times review and and it was a female reviewer, and it was interesting. He had an interesting viewpoint that uh that you're not supposed to like Bill. I was like, really? I kind of like Bill. A little hard-headed at times. A little bit too sure of his ideals, but I still like the guy. He tries to do the right thing. He literally tries to do the actual right thing. Um, then, you know, I was just interview with the creators, and, you know, they said some things about, like, how like, women don't really like Bill's character. I was like, really? Is it? Is it just a polygamy? Is it him having three wives? Is that just something they can't get over? Because I know a lot of women watch Sopranos. And I think James Gandolfini actually, you know, was a sex symbol of sorts. But, you know, he actually did kill people. He did very, very bad things. You know, but he had issues. Maybe it's because he had issues. He went to seek help. A lot of women like uh, Don Draper and Madman, too. Very, very misogynistic. He doesn't have three wives, but he always keeps a mistress. And at times, a mistress for the mistress. So, is it that because they can see the vulnerability? that yeah, no matter, like, they're flawed. And they do do mess up things to women. But the fact that they're openly flawed and they try to seek help and they're open about the issues women well, with Bill is kind of just old school patriarch and he does have his problems but, you know, he chose to marry three women. I don't know. I'm still working that thoughts out. Great show. Sad is gone. Great finale. If you haven't watched it, catch it. If you've never seen the show... I think you should go check it out. You know? Rent the DVDs on Netflix or something. It's awesome. Great acting. Interesting premise. You'll be trapped as soon as you watch two episodes. Alright, so recently Requan just dropped a new album, Shaolin vs. Wu Tang. Um, for those who don't know, the title of his album is taken from the title of a classic kung fu movie called Shaolin vs. Wu-Tang one of Gordon Liu's early films it's cool. awesome they, they, you. so they kind of say Shaolin versus Wu-Tang but really it's, it's essentially about nothing, like a school you know the Shaolin a break off or basically a separate school really most of all kung fu comes from the Shaolin but break off and how they have different, you know, ideas on how things work and kinda of pit together in the movie. And then they two, you know, basically two main characters team up against their foe who wishes who somehow ends up finding a way to learn pieces of both styles, but but massive neither. So the album kinda of has a street Wu Tang version of that storyline. It's not as good as Only Built for Cubelings 2. But, but, it is a high point Wu album. Especially in this current, you know, new decade and kind of weird Wu resurgence. I do like it more than Wu Massacre. Chakwinaz is okay. The track with freaking Rick Ross and Ghost Called Molasses. Is is ooh 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 yeah that's that's good stuff. The track with Jim Jones and Ron Brown's pretty dang good. Never thought I'd hear myself say that, but it is. Um, you know, let's take a look real quick. What's the name of that song? did that name for you. It's called Rock and Roll. It's dope overall good doing busting Rhymes Busta Rhymes is coming serious this year name of the check is called Crane Style Buster Spin Fire Raekwon doing good things also in the rap game group from the west coast Pac Dev came out with their new mixtape Mania um yeah man they've been on my radar for about 3 or 4 years now um I feel like part of good new resurgence of the, of the West you know along you can say with some of that more um pop kiddish rap of you know the new the new boys with the jerk and um let teach them how to Dougie and you know there's good things going with this Our Future people Pac-Dev is kind of more my my you know my way right now I ain't really listen to Our Future yet but um pac Divy. One point, some of my favorite tracks on that, you know, Super Negroes, you know, got a really good early 90s feel, you know, um, there's an Freeze. good overall track, real tough, real tough, um, Still a Knucklehead, it's a fun track, Chief Rocker, they go in on that Chief Rocker, all the beats are solid, It's the mixtape is hosted by Don Cannon, um, you don't know no Don Cannon is a mixtape DJ. Um, one time you know affiliated with DJ Drama. You, know, you might know if you ever listen to him. He it the cannon, the cannon. You know, what I'm saying you, you listen. You know, it's 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 good. It's, you know, it's gonna have a DJ talking to certain parts. It's a really good mixtape. I'll probably bump it through the whole spring. You know, it's free. You just go to PacDiv. Like, find them on it. And then you'll find it. It saves the free people. You know. Also, most definitely. For me a new song. On Fuse. Can't buy this show on iTunes yet. Can't even get on the blog. It's called World Premiere. Um, Oh, man. I can't wait for that new album to come out, man. He on he on that good music. Um, You know, that's the name for Kanye's label. And, man. I think he's going to do it Big song so it's so fire the beat is so excellent it's like a perfect loop his rhymes so intricate it's even it's like melodic to a certain degree it's just it's like a perfect tone it's just, most definitely, is one of the sickest mcs out and completely underrated i think it's because he be acting i really do yeah, you know that's a nice little um music hit up. You know, I'm gonna listen to some pop music soon. You know, listen to all the other stuff. You know, get back at you on that.
0: Girl, I'm a Cannon. super Negro, you do to zero. Maybe <laughs> let me be your superhero. I spit that dope cat blow that primo, that coke g- that smack g- that c- al- girl, I'm a super Negro, you do to zero. Maybe <laughs> let me be your superhero. I spit that dope cat blow that primo, that coke that smack that alcohol. P- I'm a Cannon. super Negro, you do to zero. Maybe let me be your superhero. That's I spit that dope cat <laughs> blow that primo, <laughs> that coke that smack that alcohol. Fly like Nino, tough like Deepo, we back like TiVo, and fat like C. I drink cognac, I drink Vino, shit, I drink all that. You should drink though. Grab a red cup, fill that shit up and drink till you can no a logo hold your head up. I'ma act the fool, I don't know no better, but I never get
1: a stain right. on this polo sweater, so incredible, so incredible. To to the end of this episode. I won't drop you with a little bit of a little bit of comic book I read. The name this comic book. It's Batman Corporate number three. You might notice, I think the last time I talked about this comic, you know, number two was some episodes ago. Number three just came out. Oh. What more can I say? My man, Batman, is in Buenos Aires. Chilling, you know, teaming up with his man, El Guapo i think or guacho you know what i'm doing this purely off memory but roll with me you know there's this villain he's a freaking parrot a parrot cane a crazy like face he's beating up i guess this spy dude guacho coming on a motorcycle looking like mr tough he's like a bandana wrapped around his head a leather jacket a shirt and some pants and some boots like man that's a superhero and the Batman's off to the side coming in they beat people up they chatting they escaping a freaking hothead balloon insanity Yannick Paquette draws the hell out of this it's crazy Oh, it's, it's utterly beautiful Bruce Wayne goes to this man's house this man's house his secret identity, he's getting his secret identity on. You, know, you know, he's like the Argentinian friggin' Bruce Wayne. You know, he got nothing but fly women's around, sipping on champagne. You know, that's a hood for um, champagne. Um, You know, he got nothing but fine birds, like the finest birds on earth. You know, chilling. He got this manly mustache, this nice sweater on, you know, looking fresh to death. Bruce Wayne come in, look at his suit. So, me, I'm saying I'm Bruce Wayne Looking like a boss all the time And then you know I guess the main chick El is working with it's giving him static So Bruce take on the boss And he just a killer waltz He draws all that And it's crazy, it is crazy. It's crazy He said waltz at death But you know Batman he that Because he's nice So after the waltz of death these two, you know, Bruce Wayne, El Guacho, well, El Guapo, whatever. Argentinian Batman. You know, they have a little arguments. But, you know, well, that, first of all, it's funny because he's like, why, Batman, are you masquerading as Bruce Wayne? He clearly doesn't know. Bruce Wayne's Batman. So he must not be that bright. He got played just like everybody else. Batman's a boss. And you know, they go after this villain that the chick that tried to do the killer walls with. They end up going in. It's a death trap. Electro Nux, fight to the death, get out of it. Big villain, luchador in a wheelchair, in a suit. With that chick dressed up in a bathing suit, and a scorpion helmet. That's all type of win. And that my friend means you should buy that comic and ends this podcast. Deuces. Deuces.